Howdy, howdy. This is the Occasionally Preposterous Podcast, and this is episode four, recorded on Tuesday, March 28th, about my blog post from March 4th. This is called, What Do You Call Fungi That Make Music? Well, do you know? A decomposer. Yes, yes, indeed. Kind of like pop music, except fungi make delicious meals and fascinating diseases. Pop music only makes me puke. Get off my lawn, kids. Fungi are interesting organisms. As a kid, I had a serious pulmonary blastomycosis infection, which had me in the hospital for a few weeks. The only thing I remember is the huge TV with a Nintendo 64 and Mario Kart that the nurses would wheel into my room at Children's Hospital in St. Paul, Minnesota. As I come to have an interest in medicine the long way, I want to know about fungi. Working in dermatology, we see a fair amount of tinea infections, and tinea is caused by dermatophytes, which are specialized fungi that attach to our keratinized skin tissue and are generally named after the body location where they occur. Capitis on the scalp, facii in the face, and pedis in the feet, and on and on and on. Generally, over-the-counter antifungal creams like clotrimazole and powders do a great job unless the patient has been treating the itching with a steroid, which can make fungal infections worse. A few weeks of ketoconazole cream normally does the trick. However, if the infection is coming from something the patient has or comes in contact with frequently, then it will come back until there's some source control. I'm thinking about locker room floors with bare feet, public showers, and the like. Okay, okay. So this infection is annoying. Who really cares about tinea? It can be taken care of. Who hasn't had a little bit of athlete's foot or something like that? But what if you had an incurable tinea infection? Sounds kind of like hell to me. Itchy, scaly skin forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Thanks to our inability to follow directions, unclear guidance, and the need for action over inaction, that is, treatment versus not, we might have that in our future. Yay, something to look forward to during this recession that's coming up. Good news. Good news on this podcast. Anywho, the above steroid use for fungal infections is not only useless, it can increase resistance in common skin fungi. This is according to studies in the Indian Dermatology Journal online, and the Indian Journal of Pharmacology. So now there are cases of dermatophytes resistant to oral terbinafine and re- increasing resistance to our newer antifungals like posiconazole. I don't really know which is scarier, incurable fungi or bacteria. Either way, we might be doomed, but still, I like a challenge. And the fun part is we might not have to decide between incurable fungi or bacteria. We could get both. Anyways, back to terbinafine and posiconazole. Those are two of our oral antifungals, and the fact that these generally benign skin fungal infections are becoming resistant to those really does not bode well for the topical treatments that we tend to use. One of the problems is that any medication that you take orally, there's going to be a greater risk of drug-drug interactions, and interactions when people have things such as renal failure or liver problems. I find this subject interesting, even fascinating, 
and we'll probably talk about it in subsequent posts and really hope as my career begins, I can see more of what I'm reading about and work on new solutions. As a nurse, big shout out to those doing this education and what gets me interested in these things. Maybe in the future, I'll delve into the science, but for now, for those of us who get a lot of patient contact, let's emphasize education on antimicrobials. And this is kind of where it ties into what I'm learning as a nurse and the education that we get to do with all of the patient contact. And even in the clinic, there's a lot of time that we get to sit and talk with patients. And this education piece is really important, something that they've definitely stressed in nursing school. A couple of those points are stressing that you should take the full course or whatever the doc has you on, even if you feel better. Shortening a course of antibiotics just because you feel better is a good way to breed antimicrobial resistance. Wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands, and most importantly, wash your hands. And don't complain about being told your kid can't have an antibiotic for a cold. Complaining until the provider gives in is a bad idea. And that's it. Peace out, y'all. The references. Is antifungal resistant a cause for treatment failure in dermatophytosis? Question mark. A study focused on tinea corporis incurus from a tertiary center with an E in the Indian Dermatology Online Journal by Sardana et al. in 2018. Tinea corporis from stat pearls at the NIH National Library of Medicine. Topical antifungal dash corticosteroid fixed dash drug combinations. Need for urgent action in the Indian Journal of Pharmacology by Rana et al. in 2021, and the use of topical steroids in dermatology, a questionnaire-based study from Indian Dermatology Online Journal by Karakar et al. in 2020. Postscript. This podcast is available on Spotify and iTunes, so please share it if you like it, comment, criticize, anything like that, anything I can do to make this better. Uh, that doesn't include buying a $250 mic right away. But, you know, I did hit 12 listeners, so I'm basically Joe Rogan, except with only 12 listeners and no cool guests yet. But please share, grow it, and if you like it, let me know. You can also find my blog linked in the show description. Check it out. I try to post something there every day or two. Again, peace out. Bye.